0: Welcome to the 11 Dubcast. I'm Johnny. He's Andy. This is going to be kind of a short one. Um, look, lots going on right now across the entire country. And we're going to keep this podcast pretty closely focused on what's been going on in Columbus and relating to Ohio State. But one of the things that I want to say off the top is that I understand that a lot of people, they, listen to these podcasts, they go to 11 Warriors, they go to other sports websites because they kind of want an escape from the real world. And I, I totally get that. I understand that. And if that's the case, uh, this may not be the podcast for you, but I do really encourage you to listen if if you want to, because I don't think that you can necessarily separate the quote unquote real world from sports. I, I think they're really intertwined in a lot of important ways, and especially in a place like Columbus and Ohio State, which has such deep ties to the community. And with that said, this isn't going to be some big, wide-ranging thing talking about how we feel about every single you know topic under the sun. I want to keep it focused on basically two things. Uh, one would be uh, Seth Towns and his interaction with um, you know the protests and then what you know his statements were and things like that. Then I also want to talk about Deontay Johnson uh, and Soul Classics. And I want to start off with that. Uh, a few days ago, a few nights ago, Deontay Johnson's um, store, Soul Classics, his shoe and apparel store, uh, was damaged and looted uh, during the protests. Um, it's, you know, again, super unfortunate, super terrible all that stuff happened. I mean, that's that store in particular has become really an important touchstone, I think, downtown and in other places uh, in Columbus, because I believe he has, I think, three stores at this point in time. Um, and... We've posted about it on the site. A lot of people are talking about it. Um, I just want to start off at the top uh, by doing this, basically, which is to read kind of his response, uh, not necessarily to our article, but maybe to how people responded to what happened to his store. So there are three main things that he he wrote about on an Instagram post, and I'm not going to go through the entirety of it, but I do want to read off a couple of quotes. Uh, He said there are three things. So one, he says that I'm a product of Coach Tressel. There is no part of what he taught us that would punish when you can teach. The same guys that you call, quote, criminals are often from the same neighborhoods as the athletes that you praise. The second thing that he says is the kids that got me were kids. I coached these same kids. I would have kicked their tails myself if they were mine but what they don't need is a criminal record. There is nothing you convince me to believe otherwise. The third thing that he says is what I do shouldn't concern you. I have earned the right to do as I please. I don't bother anyone. I've always been part of the solution. Complaining isn't a solution. Action is the people are with me regardless. Most of you wouldn't even visit when we do have haircut and school supply giveaways, neighborhood cleanups and anything else that helps the less fortunate. Um, So basically what he's saying is, look, this is his business. He does not want to press charges. He does not want to use this as an excuse to denigrate pro like people who are actually protesting in the movement. And he's saying that this is something to learn from. And he has no desire to turn this into a, you know, invalidation of what these protests are about. And I gotta tell you something, Mandy. Like, I this guy is a former Ohio State captain. He's a former Ohio State football player. I don't know how you say like or believe anything other than what he's saying. I mean, this is a guy who's there for his community and I just I I think you got to listen to his words. That's all I'm saying.
1: I love that he started with the mention of of Jim Tressel uh, I'm an open and avowed um fan of the distinguished senator from Northeast Ohio and and I follow coach now president Tressel on Twitter and in fact, you know, the the night after um Soul Classics was was vandalized. You know, Tressel's Quiet Time tweet was um, something like, "I uh, say, I think it was Second Timothy. You know, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind." And it's like here is Jim Tressel, you know, in the midst of all this crisis, doing that teaching. And you go um, earlier today, he has uh, you know about a five tweet thread, uh, Coach Tressel does talking about you know, what, what our responsibility is to fight ignorance and intolerance. And it's, I mean, you can just, you can just hear that imprint of love um, and, and the desire for people to be better with what Deontay is saying in his post and referencing coach Tressel, I I often was thinking about, um, you know, kind of who Tressel is and and that kind of spirit that, that Deontay talked about. You look at, Jim Tressel's downfall as Ohio state's football coach, you know, was trying to protect people who had quote unquote done wrong, right. um, you know, and to, and to try to you know, keep them from, you know, getting caught up in a really bad situation and, and teach them, uh, you know, that's just where you could have thrown them all under the bus and saved his career and, and the whole nine That's not who he is. So I love that Deontay talked about that and to be able to turn the other cheek You know, to borrow another passage from the good book, when you have had your place of business, you know, vandalized and your livelihood, um, jeopardized and oh, by the way, you've just been for the past three months, probably not selling nearly as many, um, products because guess what, we've all been locked down and people aren't spending money as So it's a, you know, it's a really interesting time for him to exhibit that level of grace, that level of charity, um, and, and, you know, be open to, um, not saying yeah, go out and get them. Let's track them down and right, throw, lock them out and throw away the key. I, I, we should all have a little more of that kind of love in our hearts. Be 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 like Deontay. Be like Jim Tressel. Be be the better person.
0: Well, and I also think it speaks to the seriousness of what the protesters are are addressing and what they're talking about. Where this guy can have that happen to his business, and he's like, no, 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 this is bigger than that. This is like, my business is important. And and I, I'm not trying to say that Deontay doesn't care about what that happening or, or that he isn't like broken up about what happened, but the fact that he acknowledges what's going on is maybe bigger than what happened to his own business probably should help people understand that this is something you need to pay attention to that. You can't just write off, right? Because this is his livelihood now. And, any situation, you any job that you might have, you have a job where you're like, you know, this is what I have to have to provide for my family. If that's taken away from you, but when that happens, you acknowledge that that process, that procedure, that instrument is a bigger thing than what you just lost. That must mean it's pretty damn important. So what I'm saying is that I want people to take his word seriously, to think about why he's putting that message out there as opposed to just writing it off as somebody who might be weak or not thinking about, like, you know, not thinking clearly or not, you know, trying to get his business back up. It's what you said, Andy. Like, you got to understand why that compassion is there and where it comes from. And I just have all the respect in the world for him saying and doing what he's doing. Um, (laughs) A lot of it does come from Jim Trestle, and I I think that attitude is is reflected in a lot of the players that he has and has had over the years. Um, But I just... I cannot get over personally how arrogant it is to tell Deontay that he's doing it wrong, right? Like, I, There are so many ways that's wrong to me yeah. that it just it blows my mind. This is a black man who has a voice and he's an entrepreneur who owns a business. That idea and opinion, those things that are coming out of his mouth should maybe supersede how you personally feel about it. That yeah, and
1: and here's the here's the thing I you know, and I'm I'm sure that there's at least one listener listening right now who's just irate that we're even talking about this. You know, there were more than a few comments, whether it was on um, the the story about Soul Classics or whether it's the story we're sure. going to talk about in a few minutes about Seth Towns, uh, but but more than a few commenters who popped off. You know that. And, and one one more thoughtful commenter observed that we typically um, quote do our damnedest to keep politics out of posts on our message boards and so on, and that's true. That's one of the the um, rules of the road in the commenting policies: no politics. I, I want to respond in in two ways. One, um, what we're talking about is not politics. This yeah. isn't politics. It's bigger than politics. It's and and I go back to first principles. What's what's right is right, even if nobody's doing it, and what's wrong is wrong, even if everybody's doing it. And so this isn't about um, you know one political uh, ideology or another. It's about saying you know some things are are more important, and that's what Deontay's saying in that post. Some things are more important than um, you know having somebody brought up on charges because they cracked out your windows and and spray painted your storefront or whatever else might've, have, might've have happened. Um, so, so that's, that's one thing. And, and two, you know, um, this, this is one of those things that as you said is sort of, uh, bigger than sports, but even, even if it weren't like sports, have always been an important part of, I think our dialogue, I was thinking sure. just a few days before these protests broke out, we were celebrating, uh, 85 years since, Jesse Owens, the greatest to ever right. do it. Maybe the greatest there ever was, the greatest there is, the greatest there ever will be. Broke three world records and tied a fourth at Michigan's Ferry Field during the Big Ten track and field championships. And and we one of the reasons we put Jesse Owens on the Mount Rushmore of of Ohio State greats and, and maybe the greatest U.S. Olympic athlete of all time is because he goes he goes to Germany and thumbs his nose at, at Der Fuhrer himself. You know, this is right. like you know Jesse Owens and Captain America single-handedly defeated Nazism. You know this is, <laughs> th- you know this is this is something that we openly celebrate. 85 years later, you by the way have a wonderful story about Jesse Owens and and the sad um, things that happened to him and went through. You know his life is just it's an incredible story. And if people haven't read it, I hope they do. Um, but but here we are. On the one hand, we celebrate Jesse Owens because of what he did. But in the modern era, we say, we also say stick to sports and, and I don't want to hear about all this stuff, but friends, they've always intersected at different points. And and you need right. to maybe understand that while you're saying stick to sports, and I don't want to read this on 11 warriors or hear it on the Dubcast or someone think about the privileged place that you come from that allows you to say stick to sports and, and keep you in your own insulated bubble. I, I, well, I know I, where you're, I know where you're coming from.
0: And I appreciate, I appreciate you bringing up that uh, Jesse Owens articles. I am, I'm really proud of that particular one. Um, But what I will say is that what I learned about Jesse Owens and, you know, people talking about what he did, the Berlin Olympics and all that kind of stuff. I think a lot of that adulation and admiration comes in hindsight, right? So when we talk about Deontay Johnson doing something like showing a lot of grace, um, and forgiveness during this time period to, to show light on something that's wrong, uh, that may not be appreciated by the Ohio. You know, I, I do think the majority of Ohio State fans and whatnot, I, I think the majority of people understand that that's you know a huge amount of, uh, I guess the word grace really applies well, but I think that's that that shows really well in his character. And I think more and more people appreciate that, uh, as time goes on, but sometimes it takes a little bit. And sometimes it's not appreciated in the heat of the moment, um, and I think that's when we get into set towns. I mean, I think that's something that's equally uh, true. But overall, the thing is, is that like <laughs> we we love sports for the same reason that I think we love politics sometimes, and that's because it becomes this like you know horse race it becomes something where it's like well my team won your team lost things like that but as you pointed out like it doesn't have to be this way when it comes to certain issues when it comes to looking at what's right and wrong and it's not it's not like rooting for ohio state or michigan i mean you can you can be a republican you can be a democrat you can be anything you're libertarian i don't care whatever being communist you can see a situation and decide for yourself whether it's right or wrong without worrying about the party line and if somebody as I said, if somebody like Dante comes out and says, hey, you need to take a look at this because there's there's a bigger issue at play, doesn't matter who you are. You can decide for yourself what that issue is. Um, and that's really all I ask from people. I can't tell anybody how to feel about anything, um, but what I can do is ask them to listen to people who are directly impacted in multiple ways um, by what's been going on and, and see what they have to say about it because their opinions matter probably more than than my dumbass opinion <laughs> on the internet, frankly, because I'm just a dude sitting up here, you know, in you know, north of Clintonville. And like I, you know. So it it's important to listen to the people who know what's happening. And I, I just I don't know. I think that's really something that we all kinda are responsible for doing. Um the other thing that I want to point out, so this is the second thing I want to talk about today is uh what Seth Towns did and, and what his involvement in the protests and whatnot and I have a lot of admiration for him and what he's done. Uh, We'll get to that in a second. My segue into that, though, is uh, kind of a conversation that we had about something that, uh, you know, obviously has been going on and whatnot uh, with Gene Smith, right? And on uh, our website, there is a really good article that Dan wrote where he talked with Gene and and Gene is a guy who, you know, his mom, he talks about his mom being born in the 1920s. He grew up in the 60s and 70s. um, So he knows and has been impacted by racism. And one of the things that really struck me, right, is that, you know, he's talking about like he has this really long view of um of all of this stuff because this is a guy with a very long career whose personal life. Right. Um, I think obviously like can give him a perspective that most people just don't have. Um, but I don't know the last thing here, there's a last quote in the article where it says it starts at the top of organizations. Um, he thinks, says racism, a disease. I think it's something that people are learned. They're not born with. And we have to come up with strategies to mitigate it. It starts with conversation. And then ultimately, when you see it, you got to deal with it. I could not agree with that anymore. I could not possibly agree with that anymore. When you see something like that, I truly believe racism to me is like cancer. And when you see cancer, you got to deal with it. You got to hit that chemo. You got to have surgery. You got to excise that from your body or it will kill you. And I just... I 100% agree that it's something that you got to take action on. Um, and that's coming from Gene Smith, right? From the athletic director of Ohio state university. He's not holding back. He's not saying that this is just about, you know, politics versus sports, or whatever he's, he's saying, this is an important thing. Um, so when I see a guy like Seth towns going out there and doing exactly what he should be doing as a citizen, um, I am just immensely proud. And you know it's really hard to dismiss a harvard graduate that's the other thing man like this is not he's a columbus kid went to northland he's got a harvard degree like what are you gonna do you tell him he's he doesn't know what he's talking about like come on
1: and and the oh. thing about it is, you know you're you're seth towns like it it would be the easy thing to do the easy thing to do would be to you know go home and and um you know, not say anything, just go on oh, with good. your life and wait for basketball practice to start up. You know, you're, you're, you're Ohio State's um, newest basketball player. You know, people don't really know you yet if they haven't been following you since your high school days or, you know, whatever it is. Um, a lot of Buckeye fans are just getting introduced to you since, since you announced that you were, you were coming to Ohio State. Um, but, but now, you, you know, you come in and, um, you know, he's uh, right in the middle of it. He had a great, um, post on twitter talking about you know kind of the 24 hours that he had you know from graduating from harvard to right. getting um you know detained by by columbus police like it, it just i'm i'm really impressed this very thoughtful young man and and you would i suppose expect um somebody who who has kind of walked the walk that he has to be to be thoughtful and and to have um had some experiences that most of us don't have and and so on um but, but I've just been super impressed with his poise and grace and uh, how he's kind of handled himself. I continue to be impressed with Chris Holtman and, and how he leads his program and, and reads the room. I thought he had a really um, thoughtful response to Seth Towns' involvement in the protests. And, um, you know, Tommy Amaker had um, had a, a coach uh, comment on Twitter as well, you know, former former coach uh, Towns coach at Harvard. Uh, so just you know, people people have been very impressed with this young man, and I hope fans um, you know look to that leadership and and are heartened to see that you know you have men of character on this team and in this program who are willing to stand up and and you know, do the right thing um, when it could potentially you know backfire. You, you, you you're the new guy in the program. Maybe you don't know that you're going to have that kind of support from Chris Holman or your athletic director and so on. And good on those men for being there to support their guys when they go out and say, Hey, I feel strongly about this. And, and I, I want to be a part of this, um, you know, groundswell of, of support for uh, dealing with some deep seated issues.
0: Yeah. And, and here's the thing, like the other thing about this is like, I really encourage people to watch the videos and not just of him, you know, Seth giving interviews and whatnot, but of what he did and how he acted because, textbook. I mean I textbook peaceful protesting and just an incredible job on his part. Obviously this is a guy he was prepared for it, knew exactly what he had to do. Um I I could not like I said, as my social sti- te- my social studies teacher, I know I always bring that up, but that that element of me was so proud to see that and that's really something that I want to use as a model for my students because he was making his point he was making it forcefully he was not being violent he was not doing anything that would lead to further injury to others or the people around him he just was protesting peacefully and I just I don't know I I, that's what people need to understand is that it's okay have strong and forceful opinions it's okay to protest and yes get in the way and do things that people don't want you to do and hopefully hopefully our government lives up to its side of the bargain where it says that we're going to allow that to happen and again sometimes people get in the way they get in the middle of the streets all that kind of stuff but i would look to seth townsend an exemplar of how to do this in a way that's that makes sense and that gets your message across
1: um, other other thing that kind of came up here to to tag on to the Gene Smith comments and and um, Seth Town's involvement uh, kind of probably the the latest as we're recording was that um, new Big Ten commissioner and what a time to be the new commissioner of <laughs> yeah, the no Big kidding. Ten. Kevin Warren announced that the Big Ten is is launching creating a Big Ten anti hate and anti racism coalition. Um, funding, I think it was, uh, I think he's chipping in a hundred grand if I read that right, that he and wow. his wife Greta are personally donating a hundred grand from the Warren Family Foundation to the National Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights. So not only is the conference stepping up, but uh, the commissioner's wife are, are putting their their money um, you know, where their mouth is, so to speak, and supporting issues concerning racism, hate, voter suppression, and so on. So, um, you know, very very cool move um, by the commissioner and the conference to, you know, to step up and and understand these are issues that um, quite a lot of Big Ten athletes, not just in football or basketball, but um, across sports deal with on a daily basis.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about how the administration, like administrators, people in the Big Ten, um, coaches, all that kind of stuff, ADs, how they respond to this. And it was really interesting to see how that worked, you know, at, at a coaching level. And, you know, we, we we're like taking bets, like when's Dabo going to make his statement? Yes. Um, and <laughs> when's that actually going to happen? But by and large, it's it's been um, kind of fascinating, I think, just to see how various schools and individuals have have talked about this because they have leadership too and i think at ohio state you've seen you know coaches and 80s and, and all these other people just really i think nail it and their response um and, and i retweeted uh something that ryan day uh quoted and put out there and there's just i don't know i am proud of the way ohio state has handled this i'm glad that they are supporting seth towns and i actually andy if you don't mind, I want to take us do a little history lesson because this is something I haven't talked about and it's something that I thought about doing, but I feel like I want things to kind of maybe calm down a little bit because I don't want to distract from the the topic at hand. Um, But I do want to say it in this space because I think it's interesting Um, and I'll just, I'll be real brief. Um, As a senior at Ohio state, I did a research project where I was interviewing people um, for just kind of an oral history Uh, narrative that I was putting together. And we were talking about the 1970 riots on Ohio State campus. And this is actually the 50th anniversary of that. Um, uh, Just this past May, actually, just about a month ago, uh, was the 50th anniversary of it. And that was a result, actually, of uh, Nixon's bombing of Cambodia. And a lot of people might remember that it's around the same time when the Kent State shootings happened. And anyway... I could go in the whole narrative and everything that i found out but essentially what was interesting to me is the level of cooperation between ohio state's administration and or lack of cooperation between ohio state's administration um how that got filtered down to various sports teams and things like that and who was actually the bridge between people with authority and people who didn't have any authority namely like students and whatnot and Now, I'm going to have a big caveat at the end of this, but one of my favorite things that I kind of unearthed during this process was a photograph, uh, which I will include in the post here, um, of Woody Hayes uh, at a gigantic gathering of students and teachers on the Oval. And he's there uh, basically to communicate with students. He was... Every person that I talked to was part of uh, what they called the Green Ribbon Committee, which was a group of um, professors who were trying to coordinate, you know, basically discussions between uh, faculty and administration and students. Uh, Every person that I talked to credited Woody for actually trying to talk with students, to actually trying to understand what they were saying. Now, granted, he could have just been down there during those protests and then the eventual riots uh, to see if any of his students or if any of his players were participating absolutely possible. Uh, but the fact was is that he was also talking with people and trying to understand their perspective. And again, Woody Hayes, hardcore supporter of the Vietnam War, hardcore supporter of Nixon, very conservative guy, but he went down there because he wanted to communicate. He wanted to talk to people. And the the photo that I have is just outstanding. It it was actually I got it from a professor at Ohio State named Herb Asher. Herb Asher got it from the widow yeah. of the guy who is actually in the center of the uh the photograph. Um But to me, it symbolizes the fact that we can have these conversations. We really can. We can have these conversations because the issues and the things that we're talking about are sometimes bigger than what follows. And to me, the real, real awful thing would be to say that we can't have tough conversations about race and policing and things like that because we were too distracted by Everything else that's been going on, like the, the issues and the the things that we want to discuss, are just too damn important to allow that to happen. And Woody Hayes knew that. Woody Hayes knew that. Um, and I think we gotta we gotta follow that example of people like Deontay Johnson and Seth Towns and Woody Hayes and Jim Tressel. Like those are the people I look to during times of.
1: Yeah, WSU had um, a piece on on Woody Hayes back in two thousand twelve. If you if you search for it, you can you can find it as part of their Beyond the Gridiron series, uh, and it talks about some of Woody's politics and so on. But but um, they had a quote in there from Rex Kern, and he you know he was saying when Kent State happened, we had five thousand National Guardsmen on the Ohio State campus. He said the only administrator I saw during that whole time of the unrest and broken windows and tear gas that got the students to listen was Woody walking on the oval.
0: And and I I and I have heard that from multiple people, um, that he was the guy who wanted to bridge that gap. And that's that it's that that's all of it right there. To me, that is all of it right there. As conservative as that guy was, as as unwilling as he normally would be to listen to a bunch of smelly hippies, he did it anyway because he knew it was important. And I just I don't know. I I respect the hell out of that and I respect the hell out of Seth Towns and Deontay Johnson, like I said, all those other people who are working to make this world a better place. Um, you may, in your gut, you may see things where you're like, I, I just, I can't abide that. That's something that really bothers me. And I get it. I totally get it when you're watching this stuff, please do not allow that to prevent you from having conversations about what they're caring about, because that to me might be more important right now. So, um, and that's, you know, and, and look, there's a lot more to discuss. There's a lot more that's going on and there's a lot more that will happen. Um, but I think. I, I wanted to talk about that in the dubcast today and and just kind of approach it because i see a country that can have a discussion that can always still have a discussion that's one of our great strengths i think is that we have these conversations that proceed incredibly quickly but i think we can't prevent ourselves from having it even if people say like no i don't want to talk about this i don't want to talk about this we just as a country as as a as a group of people i think americans do want to talk. They really do want to talk. No matter how much we say we don't, we just, we can't stop ourselves. And that can be channeled into a force for good. Um, we just got to listen to each other. So that's, that's where I'm at on that. Um, I don't know, Andy, do you have any, anything you want to wrap up with anything? Yeah, um,
1: no, I mean, you, you said it well, my, my feeling on it is, is I don't know more than I do know. And the older I get, the more things I realize I don't know. And I don't understand. And so I think the worst thing I can do is to act like I have all the answers and that other people um, who are different from me, you know, can't teach me something like that. That's the worst. So I get I get frustrated sometimes when. You know, people want to just shut down those conversations. Oh, I I don't don't want to hear about that. You know, sports is my refuge from the real world. I get it. The real world's hard. 2020 has been a trying time for all of us, but But you know what? It's, it's time. There's always time to listen to somebody who has a different feeling, a different perspective um, and, and, and learn something, be better, you know, and, and have a little love in your heart.
0: Yeah. And and look to guys, like I said, like Deontay Johnson and Seth Towns, because they they're there, they're affected by this. They have a perspective that you need to hear. Um, so that's pretty much the theme of the dubcast this week. Uh I, I promise this will not be, you know, a weekly occurrence. I don't you know, we're not gonna be going and, and, and talking about this hopefully every single week until football season, whoever knows when that's gonna happen. Um, but it is something that I felt that we should address, need to address because it's important and that's just kind of how I feel about it. So please keep sending in questions. Please please keep adding levity to our lives as we deal with coronavirus and everything else that's going on. Cause we need that. Um, and, you know, keep paying attention because that's important too. So anyway, we'll be back next week uh, dissecting everything else that's going on and talking about everything else that we need to in Ohio state sports and whatnot. Uh, but until then I'm Johnny. I'm Andy. And we'll see you next week.